Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with a new episode released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now today is January the 23rd and on this day in 1991, one radio station went stairway crazy. KLSKFM in Albuquerque, New Mexico played Led Zeppelin's anthem, Stairway to Heaven, over and over and over and over for 24 hours. It was a stunt to inaugurate a format change to classic rock and would serve to basically put off anyone listening to that song again, I suppose. Anyway, the station played the song more than 200 times, which brought on hundreds of angry calls and various attempts to try and stop it, including the police being called after claims terrorists had taken over the station, which led to armed police showing up. Bizarre. Anyway, on this day in 1969, Elvis Presley recorded Suspicious Minds. He did so at the small studio in Memphis called American Sound. It turned out to be a huge hit for Elvis, of course, and would be his last number one in America. And on this day, a couple of sad deaths in history too. 1990, original Leonard Skinner guitarist Alan Collins, who survived the plane crash of 1977, he sadly passed away. And original singer and guitarist with Chicago, Terry Kath, died aged just 31 when he tragically shot himself in the head on this day in 1978. But for today's main show, we focus on the first event of a ceremony that would become a huge point of contention from then on out. Yes, on this day in 1986, the very first Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony took place. Amongst the first class were Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry and James Brown. It was a star-studded event, as you'd expect, and took place at the Waldorf Astoria in New York. Now, to find out more background to this first induction, there's only one man to turn to. Former guest on the show, comedian and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame superfan, Joe Quazala. The original idea for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame actually dates back to around 1982 when a television producer named Bruce Brandwin came up with what he wanted to be a pay-per-view event called the Kings and Queens of Rock and Roll. Uh, It would feature rock and roll icons from the 50s and 60s performing and, and getting awards and things like that. But he knew he needed the music industry's involvement to pull it off. And so he managed to get Ahmed Erdogan, who was this iconic Atlantic Records founder. He got him involved. Jan Wenner from Rolling Stone. Long story short, they, they came to the name Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, you know, these big record industry guys decided they wanted to run out the clock, essentially, with Brandwin because they're, they were trying to figure out a way to steal the idea from him. So even though the hall was established, they don't actually have their first induction ceremony for several years until January 23rd, 1986 at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City. And they tape it for posterity, but they don't broadcast it because they're still in contract with the first guy, Bruce Brandwin. So all those shady dealings aside, it is a fun ceremony. Chuck Berry, James Brown, Ray Charles, Fats Domino, the Everly Brothers, Jerry Lee Lewis, they're all on hand to be inducted. Uh, Little Richard was not there because he was recovering from a car accident. And uh, of course, Sam Cooke, Elvis Presley, and Buddy Holly were inducted posthumously. There were also side category inductions. Uh, Jimmy Rogers, Jimmy Yancey, Robert Johnson, they were inducted as forefathers, which would later be rechristened early influences. And uh, John Hammond, Alan Freed, Sam Phillips, they're inducted in the non-performer category. And, you know, this ceremony was not produced like they are now, where each inductee gets their own segment where they perform and there's a film and everything. It was, I think there was a degree of intimidation of having to tell, like, 
James Brown and Ray Charles what to do. So they do all the speeches and stuff, and they just had instruments lying around at the end, and they, and they just said, like, if anyone wants to get up and play, you can. And I think to their surprise, a lot of people in the room did. And you can see some of these performances online where you got, like, Chuck Berry and Jerry Lee Lewis playing with Keith Richards and Billy Joel, John Fogarty, Steve Winwood, Neil Young. There's a moment where Julian Lennon gets on the mic. You can see there's a camera angle where you can see Sean Lennon, who's, like, a little boy, and he's banging on a tambourine. And Paul Schaefer and his band from The Letterman Show are the backup band for the entire night, uh, but they're the backup band for this as well. And you, you can see Paul Schaefer running around trying to conduct all these people at once. Uh, it's very messy, but... It for sure has its charm, and in some ways, I'd say that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is is chasing with every induction since then. You're looking for that magic that comes with getting all these great musicians in a room together. And a big thanks to the brilliant Joe Quazala there. Check out his podcast that he hosts with Kristen Studdett called Who Cares About the Rock Hall? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. which is, like Vintage Rock Pod, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. But that is it for today's episode. I will, of course, be back tomorrow with more On This Day Rock goodness. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.